Illinois State Police say they're using clear and present danger reporting differently than they did a year ago. WBEZ's Alex Degman talked with State Police Director Brendan Kelly, who believes this tool is stopping major tragedies before they happen. Director Kelly, thanks a lot for joining me. So bring me up to speed. What is clear and present danger reporting? Who submits these reports? When do they do it? And what generally happens when state police receive those reports? If a member of law enforcement, say a local police department, observes some type of conduct by someone who is homicidal, suicidal, they can then report that. If they have a recent firearms purchase history, if they have a firearms identification card and they are clear in prison danger, they are revoked. And that revocation is reported back to the local law enforcement agency so they can make sure any firearms that individual has are placed within the proper custody. And these are the type of circumstances and the events leading up to those tragedies. And this clear and present danger tool is showing to be a very effective means of intervention and trying to prevent those type of tragedies. All right. So it sounds like the process has been around for a while, but now you're making more of an effort to use it to take guns away from folks in those situations and keep them from buying any in the future. How many of these reports have you gotten so far this year? The number of clear and present danger reports over the past year was about 10,000. About 4,000 of those are people that had FOID cards. And so a good number of the people that are coming through the clear and present danger reporting process are people that don't even have a Ford card. So we now hold those records. And when someone later comes to apply for the Ford card, we're able to stop them from doing so. That other 4,000 or so, those are people that had Ford cards. We do that revocation, and then we report it back to local law enforcement. And we'll either work it up with them and go get the firearms and make sure they're properly disposed of, or local, local law enforcement is taking a much bigger and more active role in doing that. Now, in all those cases, there have to be examples of a situation that could have gotten very bad very quickly. Are there any of those that you're willing to share? There's plenty of examples. Uh, A young person threatening to kill his grandparents. School administrators reporting to the Illinois State Police. A student uh, making threats to his fellow students and then making sure that clear and present danger is filed in that person's background so they can't have a firearm in the future, but also then working with the parents, going out to their house and making sure that that child doesn't have access to the adult's firearms. Local law enforcement is using it more. We'd like to see medical professionals use it more. School administrators are now using it pretty routinely, and it does make a difference. Have you gotten any pushback from this? Are there any folks expressing constitutional concerns to you? This is circumstances where people say, yes, obviously, this person is dangerous. They're homicidal or suicidal. They should not have access to firearms. And in the event some of those reports turn out to be wrong, we have some very strong due process in place. We have a records appeal process. We have a, a firearms identification review board now that did not exist a couple of years ago. I don't think there's been any time in the history of the United States where if someone was trying to kill someone or they're going to try to kill themselves or they're doing something that shows that they're, they're clear and present danger to everyone around them, that we should not be able to take those firearms and be able to properly dispose of them in a way that prevents someone from being a threat to others. The increased use of these clear and present danger reports came around shortly after the mass shooting in Highland Park last year. A report like that had been filed against the alleged shooter. Now, do you think that these rules that are in place now would have prevented that tragedy? I think it's unclear, and I think it's very difficult to be able to say that that's the case. And, and, you know, you hope when you look back that maybe there's some lesson learned there that uh, some sort of process could have been in place to, to make a change. But we know that this tool is working now. It's having a real impact in, in real circumstances. 
I think we have an obligation to do everything we can to take every lesson we may have learned, even even if it's speculative and even if it might be a bit of a reach. Let's see what we can do and, and let's try as hard as we can. Illinois State Police Director Brendan Kelly, thanks for joining me. You bet.